0: Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Rochelle Grow, and I'm the host of Allergic to Small Talk. I'm an expat living in the UK. I own two businesses, have my executive MBA from Pepperdine University, and I come riding dirty, having fallen from the polished corporate world. Allergic to Small Talk is a show about how to grow your small business through networking, plus the tools and resources needed to develop your foundation as a business owner. If you're allergic to small talk, get ready for big conversations that are delivered to you in bite-sized chunks that you can implement right away to transform the way you view, operate, and grow your business. This is Allergic to Small Talk by Cut Class. LinkedIn can seem like a total minefield because it's not like Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok, which gives us all the warm fuzzies, laughter, and eye candy we so desperately crave. In this episode, you're going to learn some tips on how to use LinkedIn and how to build your network on LinkedIn for real this time. What is up, y'all? My name is Rochelle, and this is Allergic to Small Talk. You can catch me here every week, or you can say what's up to me on Insta at It's Grow Grow. Today, I have a very special guest for you, and her name is Alice Fewings. She's a LinkedIn ninja. She empowers entrepreneurs with the mindset and skills to transform their social media content in just a matter of weeks. As well as improving engagement, Alice helps business owners to confidently create a clear and consistent LinkedIn strategy, which in turn helps them reach new audiences, raises their profile, and more importantly, attracts more clients. Alice is a digital marketing master and your new best friend when it comes to social selling. Alice is going to drop some knowledge bombs on us so we can understand LinkedIn how to use it, and how we can use it to grow our network and ultimately our businesses. Alice, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to be here. So let's get into LinkedIn. Can you just tell me a little bit of how LinkedIn is supposed to be used for businesses?
1: Yeah. So this is where it can almost trip people up right at the very beginning because we see LinkedIn as a really different social media platform. And I think in some ways it is. And that's a good thing. I don't actually think of it as a social media platform. I think of it as this business networking tool. But this is where actually the mindset piece when we bring this in can make it so much easier to show up on LinkedIn. Whereas often we feel this big barrier to it because we feel we need to be perfect to show up there, but it's just networking. And if you love networking, which I'm guessing you do listening to this podcast, (laughs) then it's just doing all those same things and replicating it on LinkedIn. So let's kind of break it down a little bit. So when we go networking, we put time in our diary to show up, which is great. We know we're gonna be present when we're there. We're gonna listen to other people and see what they have to say about their businesses and what's going on. We usually learn something as well. We get opportunities to talk about our business and what we've got coming up. And then after the meeting's finished, we usually go and follow up with people. We book in one-to-ones or we might connect on LinkedIn. And so if you just think about all those different things that we do when we go networking, and literally just replicate them on LinkedIn. And that makes life so much easier. So number one, put time in your diary to show up because that's the important bit. Although it doesn't have to be hours like we might do with networking. (laughs) It can be just five, 10 minute chunks. That's absolutely fine. When we're there, we need to be present. So we don't necessarily want to send robots out doing it for us. We wanna be present ourselves and see what our audience have to say so we can learn more about them. We can create content and use our profile to tell other people more about our business. We can then follow up with people that we want to, whether that's commenting on people's content on the newsfeed, whether it's direct messages, whether it's connection requests, all of that. And then, of course, it's just have fun with it. So I think... Try not to see LinkedIn as the big, scary social media platform, because I know often it can be. So
0: hopefully that just helps to kind
1: of frame it as we set out on the podcast.
0: I really love how you made the analogy between traditional networking and understanding how each of those steps and processes can really be duplicated in Mm -hmm. the LinkedIn world. That's so cool. Guys, I really hope you picked up that tip because I really love that. And I was just totally picturing every step of that process in LinkedIn.
1: Yeah. And it just makes us feel like if we know we do all those things and we actually go networking, we know we can do LinkedIn. It doesn't have to then feel like, oh my gosh, it's a whole new platform. What about all these new features? I don't have time for it. If we've got time to do networking, we have got time and we can absolutely do LinkedIn
0: really well. Excellent. Yeah. So I love that mindset piece. So what is the next step in the process? I understand now that traditional networking can apply to my LinkedIn strategy what would be my next step in that process? Okay,
1: so I'm going to share my clever little four-part strategy to how you can look at LinkedIn, breaking it down, making it not so scary, but so that you know exactly how you can use the platform. Okay, does that help? Yes, hit me with number one. Okay, so number one, you've got your profile on LinkedIn. So if you do nothing else on LinkedIn, which is not necessarily what I recommend, but if you do nothing else on LinkedIn, your profile is a media marketing advertising asset. It's a shop window to who you are. And you can just spend a bit of time setting it up, making sure it's got all the right messages in it, making sure it's got those nice keywords we always talk about, don't we, in marketing about SEO-friendly content. If we get all of those things in your profile, it's a one-time piece of work that we have to do in terms of getting it set up, but then it just works away for you behind the scenes. So whether you're not really that active on LinkedIn in terms of producing content, but if you've got a really good profile, you're going to be showing up in search results, which is great. So when someone might be looking for someone like you that has your job title or does the thing that you do, you want to be showing up in those search results because you can absolutely win leads that way. So that's the first thing. Also, I hear so many people say that the leads they get from LinkedIn are people who might have had a recommendation to use you, but they've gone to LinkedIn to kind of check you out, (laughs) just like see if you're the right fit for them. So again, that's why your profile can be so important. So I would say the number one thing is get your profile set up well. There's loads of new features that LinkedIn have just brought out, and they're all designed to help entrepreneurs raise their visibility in the algorithm and on the platform. So spend some time loving on your profile is step number one. Excellent. The next part, number two, is content. And content can often be the thing that us as business owners, entrepreneurs, we often feel like, but this is a thing I don't either have the creativity to do or the time to do, or we put the pressure on ourselves that every single post we put out needs to be good enough to win a client. So actually, I just like to strip it back and think content is our way of connecting with our audience. It's a way of showing them that we understand them, that we've built our business to support them and make a difference and transform the situation that they're in. That's what we're all in business for. And it's a way for them to see themselves in your content. So as an example, the other day, I did a post that started off by saying, we're just back into the new year now. And I said, did you used to have those back to school first day nerves, you know, in the <laughs> new year when you to go back to school? And then I went on to say, but now I run a business. I don't feel like that. I'm excited to come back, etc." And I got a new connection request of someone that said, I just saw your post turn up on my newsfeed. And I instantly resonated with me because I always used to get those first day back at school nerves. And i like you, I don't anymore. (laughs) And so instantly someone saw themselves in the content I produced and it helps to build that connection. That's what we want our content to do is we want it to resonate with our audience. I love that. So Try and like strip the pressure off of content. We don't need to be perfect with it. I know loads of people say this phrase, but the more you do it, the easier it becomes, I promise. So content is step number two. Just try and get something out there and use it to connect with your audience.
0: Excellent. So with step number two, I just want to pause for a second. Is there anything around like content pillars when it comes to LinkedIn, similar to what we sometimes can hear on Instagram? Would it be kind of the same Mm -hmm. scenario when it comes to LinkedIn is having those three to four content pillars that resonate with your audience and with your brand?
1: Absolutely. So there's two ways of looking at it. You can absolutely do the kind of content pillars way of things So looking at what is the thing that you most want to talk about and communicate in your business, but also in line with what your audience need to hear from you. And you build content pillars around that or if you're kind of still getting stuck with that, not quite sure what your content pillars are, I think there are five types of content on LinkedIn. So I'll share these with you now and then give you some examples of them. So I think you can do educational content. So this would be sharing top tips, advice, guidance, something like that. We've got inspirational content. So this is definitely more than just sharing a nice quote. This is maybe client case studies where the intention is not to say, so if you want to have the same result as this client, <laughs> you know, come and work with me, but it's showing that behind the scenes, like this is possible. I want to inspire you to take action because you can see other people have had the same results. So inspirational content. The third one is conversational. So this might be in the form of a poll, or it might be where we're creating a piece of content Purely with the intention of asking questions so we can learn more about our audience. Because, of course, when we know more about them, we can create better content that serves them. Maybe even learn and apply that in our business as well, like in our service and products. So conversational content. Fourth one is connection. So this is that storytelling, the content that feels a little bit more vulnerable, perhaps to create and post. So it's a bit behind the scenes, a bit about you. It's the ones you might share memories, childhoods, what's going on at the weekend, all still contextualized to suit LinkedIn. So it's not necessarily taking a picture of your Sunday roast and posting it on LinkedIn and saying, (laughs) I've had a nice Sunday roast. But you could do a post like that and say, I've loved having a break from work over the weekend. I really am working on my work-life balance. It's been lovely to have time with the family over the weekend. And we've enjoyed a Sunday roast. Do you see how I kind of changed that to be contextualized to suit LinkedIn rather than just a nice picture of food?
0: A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs>
1: So that's that fourth one. And then the fifth is promotional. So we absolutely have to tell people how we can make a difference if they work with us. So say what promotions you've got coming up. Say if you're running a masterclass or a webinar that people can book onto. It's that kind of thing. And that range of those five content types will really help to just set you up when you're planning and posting your content because you can think, right, how many educational posts have I done recently? Oh, I've done quite a lot of that. Okay, I should probably now tell people how they could work with me. Or if you find you're just doing loads of promotional posts, you now want to start blending in some of the other types. So.
0: Hopefully that helps to kind of break it down a bit. Love. I hope you guys are loving number two on content. I think this is where a lot of people do get caught up. Like, what content do I create? Alice Mm -hmm. just gave you several content pillars that you can create around your business. So take some time and carve out some time for you to really sit and think about how can you educate people? What things can you promote in your business? What are some top tips that you give people? Think about how you can really mold these five content pillars into your business, and then you can create that content as you go on and explore LinkedIn. Hey you, I wanted to take a minute to talk about the importance of a retrospective. A retrospective is an exercise that allows a team to look back and examine a project, milestone, or even an entire year. It gives everyone on a team a chance to get on the court, get a little dirty, clean up breakdowns and ultimately look forward to the next wave of business. I recently did a retrospective with my team at Cut Class, and it allowed us to take a look back on our business throughout 2021. We discussed what worked, what didn't work, what was missing, and most importantly, we showed gratitude to one another and asked for gratitude for ourselves. Oftentimes, teams look back on projects from a context of what went right or what went wrong which can lead to blame culture, but a retrospective flips that approach and reinforces positive performance and behaviors. I challenge you to do your own retrospective and see what you can uncover. I bet you'll be pleasantly surprised as to where it leads you and your business. To grab your retrospective template, there's a link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. That's
1: great. Okay. So step number three. So this one is all about networking. So we've talked about profile content, and now we're on to networking. So this is really what I introduced right at the beginning. It's taking that framework of how we network. So we want to show up to meet people. So use your newsfeed on LinkedIn. The algorithm is going to serve up Content to you that they think you most want to see. So, with all these social media platforms, we have to remember they want us to stay on the platform as long as possible. So, they've developed clever algorithms that will make us want to keep reading content. So, our newsfeed should be filled with content we enjoy or from people that we often engage with. So, just take five, 10 minutes a day and look through your newsfeed and see who you can engage with. This is where so many of my leads come from on LinkedIn is literally just being a nice LinkedIn citizen to other people. (laughs) So go down your newsfeed, find content you think, yep, that resonates with me. I've got a comment to add here. And my recommendation is always to add a comment with more than four words in it. Because when it's less than four words, it's likely to be something like great post, congratulations, nice job. There's no substance to that. And the algorithm, whilst it doesn't know what words you've written, it knows that it didn't have much substance because it's not got more than four words in it. Whereas when you leave a full sentence or a paragraph, it's telling LinkedIn, you love this piece of content so much that you wanted to spend time writing a comment for it. And of course, that's going to boost that piece of content in the algorithm. More people are going to see it. More people are therefore going to see your comment on that post. And this is really important because this is where I call it a digital handshake. Mm. So we all have our own network on LinkedIn that we've curated. We bring people into it and we can choose who's in it. But when we comment on other people's content on LinkedIn in the newsfeed, we are leaving behind a little piece of us. And it is this digital handshake because we leave behind our comment, our profile picture, our name and the beginning of our headline that's from our profile. And that neat little package can often attract people to want to click on your name and go and visit your profile. So for example, the beginning of my headline says, LinkedIn trainer and coach. So if I'm showing up on other people's content and their audience see that same piece of content and see my nice comment, and also see there's a LinkedIn trainer and coach and go, oh, I was looking for one of them recently. They might just click on my name, go through to my profile and see if I'm a good fit for them. So literally just by being a nice LinkedIn citizen can make all the difference with that. So go and practice your digital handshake, everyone. The other part is think about who you want to be bringing into your network. So just like we do when we go networking, we kind of know who we might bond with well, but we want to increase our connections. But on LinkedIn, it is different to other social media platforms. It's definitely quality over quantity. So on another platform, we might think the more the merrier, the more followers I've got, the more visibility I've got. It doesn't quite work like that on LinkedIn. It's really about getting the people that want to see your content and who want to engage with it. They're the people you want to be in your network. If you are just connecting with people because you're a number to that person and that person's a number to you, unfortunately, your content might show up on their newsfeed and they're just going to scroll straight past it. So we want to make sure it's the quality of the people we're bringing in. So the people we really want to network with.
0: Love it. So that's step number three. Excellent. I love step number three because I think this is one of the areas that really differentiates LinkedIn from other social media platforms and gives LinkedIn that upper hand. You don't really get that exposure on Mm -hmm. Instagram. You don't really get that exposure on TikTok when you leave that comment, when you leave that like, and I love that you call that a digital handshake. And really it's your way of getting your profile name exposed to their audience, which you may not have had any exposure to otherwise. Absolutely. It's a great way of finding those
1: right people on LinkedIn You're attracting them to your profile. You can see if they're looking at your profile. People, if they are then start commenting on your posts and you see that they're second connections on LinkedIn, go and send them a message or a connection request to follow up with them. But it's just such a powerful way of growing your visibility and your presence on LinkedIn. Literally, just be nice and leave some comments on other people's posts. And it is as simple as that. Love it.
0: Let's jump into number four. Okay, so the final step,
1: step number four, is all about now it's being strategic and tactical. So you'll know lots of people look at LinkedIn as this lead generation tool, and it absolutely can be. This is where it does take a bit more investment and time in using LinkedIn to use it for this purpose. And this is where you're using it to go out yourself to find your ideal clients and nurture them into your network and into being a new client. So it is a bit more tactical, but it's absolutely possible. There are tools that you can use like Sales Navigator to do this, but you can absolutely do it free. So I really believe that all the things you want to get from LinkedIn, you do for free and organically on LinkedIn. You don't need to pay for something. So. As a good example where some of you might just want to go and have a little look around LinkedIn and see how this works, there is a very sophisticated search bar that not a lot of people use on LinkedIn. So it appears in the top left-hand corner of your home screen when you're on LinkedIn. And it's literally like a Google search engine in LinkedIn. So you can search by a name. So if you knew there was someone you just met networking, for example, you can type in their name. LinkedIn will give you a selection of people that you can then click on their profiles. But even more so, if you don't know people, but you knew, I really want to connect with business coaches in the London area, for example... You can do filtered results. So you can put a job title in, you can select locations, you can select companies they might work in. And all of a sudden, your results go from millions of people worldwide who have a job title, right down to like 20 people. And you think, well, this is my target market. I'm going to nurture these people into my network. So that's what it's all about, using LinkedIn really well. There's lots of different features like groups and events that you can be part of to find your ideal audience and then bring them into your network. So it's the one that takes more time, definitely. The other three is where I normally start with people. It's like, let's get your profile (laughs) ship changed. Let's get the confidence going with creating content and creating it consistently as well. And, you know, using it five, 10 minutes a day to network. And then when you feel like you've really got those three running smoothly on LinkedIn, then you can bring in this extra strategy side
0: of things. I love that, Alice. Thank you so much. So if people want to maybe dip their toes in the LinkedIn world or do a cannonball into the LinkedIn world, (laughs) how can you help them?
1: Okay, so I actually have something coming up really soon that people can absolutely join. I would love to welcome them to it. So I am running a free five-day Level Up on LinkedIn challenge. So in this challenge across the five days, so this is running from Monday, the 31st of January through to Friday, the 4th of February. And over these five days, I'm going to give you your LinkedIn toolkit. So I'm going to give you content ideas to use on LinkedIn. I'm going to meet with you for 30 minutes every day and give you a bit of strategy. I'm going to give you five minute bite-sized actions to go and take on LinkedIn just to help you build that momentum and that rhythm of using LinkedIn consistently and confidently. So will we drop the link in the show notes or something like that? Because it's absolutely free to join. I'd love to welcome everybody to it. It's going to be an amazing week.
0: Alice, I cannot wait for that five-day challenge. I totally want to join. I just need the accountability. I need some structure. So I'm personally super excited. And we will definitely drop the link to the five-day challenge in the show notes. You guys, I really hope that you enjoyed all of these really great tips on LinkedIn. I think there's some things that you can walk away immediately after this episode and implement right away. If you'd like a little bit more structure, like me. Join the five-day challenge, which is going to be launching at the end of this month, right? Yes, absolutely. Monday the 31st is when it starts. Excellent. Alice, thank you so much for coming on the show. I sincerely appreciate it. And I know the audience is going to love it.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been great to share some LinkedIn
0: top tips this morning. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Allergic to Small Talk is a production of Cut Class, a place where you can access me, Rochelle Groh, and Leslie Levito we teach the world how to start and grow businesses without a formal classroom. Executively produced by me, Rochelle Grow and Cut Class. Creative direction by Sho Kazanjian. Audio editor and producer, Tom Mikyok. And music is by Fami Kaira. If you'd like to access more free resources, check out our sister podcast, Out to Launch, hosted by Cut Class's co-founder, Leslie Levito. She teaches people how to ditch their nine-to-five to start their own business. See ya!